Hey friends, on today's episode, I talk all about the challenge of getting back at it. Starting all over again when you haven't done something for a really long time and you feel really rusty, but doing it anyway. So this is episode 174, and again, it's called Getting Back At It. And I want to tell you about four different areas in my life that I've chosen to get back at it after um, just a time away, an absence away from all these things. Uh, Some of those things were longer than others. Some of those things I didn't even know I really had left it, but I had. Uh, Some of those things I needed to leave it, and now I need to come back to it. Um, But I want to talk about the challenges of getting back at it in a gentler way than I used to. So my hope is that um, if there are some things that you're sort of starting to feel like, you know, I used to do that and I'm feeling pulled to that again, but I'm experiencing some push against and some pull for, uh, I want to talk you through that, that process or at least tell you the process that I've been on. So the, the first thing that I'm getting back at is running. And I've been a runner for, honestly, for about 27 years. Uh, I started when I was about 21 because I had, I stopped playing sports. I played sports all throughout elementary school, junior high, high school. And then when I got to college, I just played intramurals and like I gained 20 pounds. And then I realized like, oh my gosh, I actually have to move my body. So I decided to run and that turned into running marathons. And so every year, Gosh, I mean, I would run, you know, usually between three and five times a week, uh, every week, and I would run at least one marathon. And so I probably logged 800 miles to 1,000 miles per year. Uh, and then, but then in the last couple of years, I really haven't. Uh, a lot of weeks I didn't run at all. Uh, some weeks, maybe I would get up to three times, but uh, usually not. I don't think I've run four times in a given week for two years. But I have decided for a number of reasons that I want to get back at it. And part of that is just health. Um, I'm nearing 50. And I know that, um, you know, getting the heart moving, getting the legs pumping is an important thing to do. And also because I I honestly do miss the feeling I get when I'm on a longer run, maybe around mile six, and my body just starts doing what it does without me thinking about it. I'm just gliding over the, over the road. And maybe if you're not a runner, you're sort of thinking like, like running is terrible. Well, running is terrible for the first three or four miles. Like if, if, if that's all you ever run is three or four miles, like running probably is going to really, really suck for you for the rest of your life. So I hate to, I hate to say that that clearly, but, but it is really true. Like that, that runner's high, that, that feeling that runners talk about really comes after your body has been out there for a while enough to find its own rhythm. And that's what happens to me after about maybe mile five or six, if I'm on a 10 mile run. And I've noticed that I really missed that feeling where my body and my mind kind of feel like they, they, they find a rhythm and certain thoughts and certain feelings enter into my frame of reference in a way that really doesn't happen in any other way. So I've decided to start running again. And what I've noticed is that I run a whole lot slower 
uh, I run r- right now anyway, you know, sort of my long, honestly, is about four miles. I, I can do four. I could probably stretch it to five if I really needed to, um, but I would just run even slower. And I, my muscles are m- sore even after like a three or four mile run. And it's just kind of embarrassing on a certain level. I don't know who I'm embarrassed like to because no one knows. I mean, clearly no, but well, now everyone knows, right? But, but when I'm running, no one cares. No one knows. No one's thinking about it. But um, I noticed that, that I am, right? And so during this process of getting back to running, a question has occurred to me. And that question is this. Why is it important to me that I run the way I used to? Like if I used to run, you know, I would go out for a run. I would average about eight minute miles, maybe 8.30, between 8 and 8.30 uh, during a race or during a normal run. I could, uh, you know, if I pushed it, I, I could maybe hit a 7 or 7.30. Uh, that is like right now, that is absolutely out of the picture for me. And unless I really, really, really work hard, that kind of pace is probably not going to be um, something that I do anymore. And so this, this, this question, why is it important to me that at least those those gut, in, you know, like when I look down at my watch and I see I'm running like a 10.03 pace, why is, why is it important to me that I like make it back up to 8.15? Now, I could choose to do that. I could totally choose to do that. But but the question is, why would I like is running eight, 15 minute miles, what's important or getting back to running. And as I've, as I've run, um, I've really found myself saying, screw eight, 15, eight 30. I may be, you know, a nine 30 to 10 minute miler right now. And even as I say that I'm noticing that I feel a level of shame, <laughs> how, how silly, but it's there. And because it's there, I've learned to just notice it without judging it too much and say, why? Why is it important to me that I do it the way I used to do it, that I run at the pace that I used to run when I was 32 or even 38? And again, my answer has been surprising. It's been pretty easy. Who cares? Honestly, like I would rather keep running and run slower than try than like push it too fast and, you know, work up to an 815 because who cares, right? Like I can be a runner at age 48. That's a different kind of runner that I, that I was at age 38. And so I'm, I'm making it through the, the sore muscles. I'm making it through the slow runs. I'm making it through the short runs, but I'm, and and the sore muscles are going to go away and the short runs are going to go away. But what's not probably going to go away is the pace. Now, I may get a little faster, um, but I'm not going to try. Um, some people ask me if I'm going to run another marathon. I've run a bunch of marathons. And I, my answer is maybe, but I won't do it unless I'm really, really genuinely okay with the time that I'll get. And maybe that sounds funky, but that's a problem. I, I need to choose. If I'm, I'm going to get back at this running thing. I'm going to do it in a different way. And so I want to ask you just, I'm going to talk about three more areas that I'm going to get at it, that I am getting after it <laughs> again now. But I want to ask you, like, if you have something in your, um, in your life, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's yoga, 
maybe, which is a form of exercise, of course, maybe you're getting back to like working outside the home for the first time in a long time. Maybe you're, um, you are starting to write again. Maybe you are starting, starting school again. Maybe you haven't been to school in 20 years and now you're starting again. Whatever it is, um, if you used to do it in some frame, uh, like you used to work outside of the home uh, in some office or some lab, or you used to go to school because most of us did, uh, if you're going to get back at it, really allow yourself to reflect on this question, why is it important for me to do it the way I used to do it? Or is it important to me to do it the way I used to do it? And, um, and just let your honest answers come. Don't judge those answers too quickly. Just let them come and the, your, your honest answers will illuminate a pathway for you so that you can actually do it differently. Do the same kind of thing, but do it as your now self, which is older, probably a little wiser. Um, your body, if it, if it involves your body, your, your body's not going to work the same as it used to do as it used to 20 years ago. Um, but what if that's a gift and what if you're going to find a different way to do it? That's even more satisfying, right? Okay. So, uh, connected to, to, to running is lifting and I've never been a big lifter, but I, but I really used to lift because I, I just like the feeling of being strong of, um, especially when my boys were really little and I was lifting them up all the time, <laughs> I felt like I really needed to. And, but I also just, I, I enjoyed the challenge of it. And, um, and I liked the way it made my body look. And there's a lot of reasons why I like lifting. Well, I haven't done that in a long time. And so I started again. And if you have not, if you have not lifted for a very long time and you go back into that gym and you even do it a little bit, you do some bench press, you do some maybe bicep curl, you do some uh, leg press, uh, you do, you work your triceps a little bit. Um, let me tell you, my friends, that next day you're going to be sore, but the second day after that, like lifting your arms up above your head, <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> and so that's where I'm at right now. And, um, gosh, I, I really, um, like I, um, I'm choosing to, to, to go through the difficult phase because of being sore and, you know, lifting very light weights and not that many reps <laughs> because, um, I'm, I'm curious about what will happen, what new gift might come if I surrender to this different way I'm doing it this time. So like, again, I've never was a huge weightlifter in terms of, you know, getting super big. I never even wanted to, but you know, like I, I would have certain bench press goals and stuff. And now I, I'm at, at age 48, I, I want to be, I want to be strong and I want to be flexible. And those are two things that I've never been flexible ever, ever, ever. So, um, so what would it, what new gift might come if I surrender to this different way, strong and flexible, because um, typically if you just do weightlifting, but you don't do any yoga or any kind of stretching or, you know, then you're going to be, you're going to be strong, but you're going to be tight as a drum. And that's not necessarily good for your overall body balance or overall wellness anyway. 
So as I'm doing some lifting, I'm starting to also wonder about how is it that I will treat my body in a way that it gets attention in the flexibility realm as well. Uh, so gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting why is it important for me that I do it the, the, the way I used to do it. I am asking myself the question, what new gift might come if I surrender to this different way that I'm doing it this time? And so, um, so that brings me to the third thing, which is writing. So uh, tomorrow morning, I am driving up to uh, a place where I've spent, I've written um, quite a lot at this particular place, and I'm starting another, another book. And so I need to get, get up there for three days and just really, I, I really need to spend, you know, about six hours a day, six or seven hours a day, just putting words on, on page. And I'm a little terrified about that because really I haven't truly written. I mean, some people are just, they, they, no matter if they're working on a book or not, they're writing every day. Um, I, I am not actually one of those people when I'm writing, I really am writing, uh, every day, but then I go through a pretty long season where I'm not. And so, um, and that's just because rhythm of life. I'm also a full-time pastor, as you all know. Um, but as I think about driving up there and settling in and then opening up, up my computer and looking at that first blank page, I am a little terrified, <laughs> Will I have anything to say? Can I still do this? Will I find the rhythm that I have found where, you know, I remember one time I spent a whole day at this particular place writing uh, this particular chapter and it didn't work. I didn't, I have never used that chapter in any work, but I remember feeling so satisfied that the book that I was working on had such a strong like ethos to it. It had such a strong character already that, that, that the book itself rejected that chapter. And it was almost like I didn't quite, I mean, I spent a lot of time on this chapter and I loved it. Actually, I thought it was very good. But then when I got done with it, it, it was like the book rejected it. And I, I don't know how to explain that other than that's really how I experience what happened. The book kind of just rejected it. And so as I'm heading up there, getting back at writing, um, another question that I find myself having to face is what voices am I going to need to shout down so that I can just get it started? And gosh, I want to tell you, one of the voices is, well, this is your third book, man, this one better, better do better than the, than the first two, you know, in terms of sales and stuff. So well, that's pressure and that's not helpful at all, right? So I got I to gotta gently recognize that voice um, and, and tell it that it's, that it's welcome to hang out in the room for a little bit, but it can't drive the process and it can't fuel me as I write. Um, I also need to reject the voice that says like, like, you know how to write a certain way and you know how to write a certain book. My first two books were, were very similar and in a way, um, I, I love, I, I, I love both of them and both of those are really my voice. This one is going to be very similar, but also, um, gosh, it, it, it really is going to have a different feel or flavor because I have a different, I have a different idea for what I'm trying to do with it. So it's going to have to have a little bit of a different voice. It's going to have to have a little bit of a different 
feel as people read it. And that's going to require some, some new things that I'll need to learn. Um, so as I get started, I'm, I'm going to need to, um, just rumble and reckon with those things. Right. And I'm going to need to, um, write paragraphs that get erased and be okay with that. And, and I'm going to need to do it for long stretches enough to where I start just like running. I start to feel in that flow where, okay, now we're getting to some paragraphs that are going to be saved. Now we're at some sentences that, that really are kind of getting at the main thing. Um, I also need to sort of recognize, but then don't let the, the, this voice stay in the room all that long is that, Hey man, you, you, you have three days. You, you better get just a ton done. I mean, you, you like, like you, I, I actually don't have a, a, a goal for words and, and for the words that I'm going to get on the page. Uh, some people would say you are a fool. Like you have to have a goal for a certain amount of words on the page. My goal is I will write for this many hours per day and I'll be very disciplined about that, but I'm not going to pound, pound, pound away. Um, that's just not how I write. I, I don't, I don't, you know, if I say, okay, I'm going to write 15,000 words over, over these three days. No, no. Now some people, that's exactly what they need. That is not what I need. So, um, okay. Last thing. And I'm just gonna, gonna dip my toe in this one. Cause honestly, um, there's some freshness to this one that I don't want to lose by saying too much about it, but it's getting back at, um, certain ways of thinking about and being with God. And I've realized that, um, gosh, some of the rhythms, uh, of being with God, the practices and rhythms that I used to use just, just don't work anymore. And some of that is because again, like this is just a, just a fundamental sort of a precept or concept or, or axiom of any spiritual formation is that as you grow and as you get older and as you expand in your consciousness, as it relates to humanity and the divine, uh, the things that used to anchor you and used to work for you in terms of practices, not necessarily talking about beliefs, but it, but it, but it could be some of that too. But in terms of your practices, the ways in which you live out your faith in God, your journey with the divine, uh, you will find that you outgrow certain ones. And then that'll be a very disappointing thing. Like you'll, you'll feel like what's wrong with me. Why isn't, why I'm, why I'm not getting anything out of this is God distant. And really you're just, you've just graduated from that practice and you need to do something different. And so I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the phase of sort of gently noticing, first of all, what it is that I want. Like before I dive into any kind of new practices with God, I, I have to get really, really clear and really, really honest about what it is I want in terms of, as I connect, I don't even like that word, as I am with the divine and the divine is with me, as I'm with Jesus and Jesus is with me, as I'm with grace and grace is with me, as I'm with spirit and spirit is with me, what is it that I long for? 
And I think it's a really okay question. Not only is it okay, I think it's, I think it's essential before you dive into some practices. What, what is it that I, that I want? And I'm going to say, um, at, at, at the stage of life that I'm at, I am learning to, at, when it relates to my rhythms of being with the divine, with Jesus, with grace, with spirit, I'm learning to sort of recognize expectations, but then let them go and move toward a kind of surrendering to whatever it is that divine, uh, Jesus, grace, spirit is bringing me in my life. And that is the way in which probably God wants to be with me at this stage in my life. Not necessarily in these pre-dawn moments, though I need some of that, but what I want, I'm, I'm recognizing what I want is a sense of divine presence, even sacred presence in the ordinary and really extraordinary challenges that I feel like life is throwing at me these, these days. And I don't, I don't mean I want to feel God's presence. I mean, if that comes great, I think what I mean is I, I want to have the kind of courage and fortitude to surrender to the gift of what is happening, believing that God, that the divine, that Jesus, that grace, that spirit is with me and even leading me into it, even if it's just super challenging. And I don't necessarily, so that's, that's the clearest picture so far of what I want that I would, I would not do as much fighting the river, like paddling upstream, resisting what life is bringing me. Um, because I think at the heart of all really, really true spirituality, there is this sense of surrender of just saying, you know, may it be unto me, just as you say, as, as uh, the mother of Jesus says, when she's, when she's visited by the angel and the angel tells her she's going to be pregnant with a son, may it be done unto me. It's not passive. It's actually very active. It's, it takes tremendous fortitude and courage to walk into life's unplanned uh, um, surprises and challenges in a way where you, um, where you know in your bones that presence of the divine, of Jesus, of grace, of spirit is really actually with you, leading you into it, leading you through it, and leading you on to something else. So I'm learning. Uh, so the question that comes up for me in this one is how can I be gentle with myself as I begin this work again? So um, I think that's an important one to wrestle through and think about. How can I be gentle with myself as I get back after it? Because, you know, I'm going to fall back into some old patterns. That's okay. I'm going to make some progress. That's good, but it's not the point. Um, the point really is surrendering, and I you can't get a grade on that. 
how good you did you do on surrendering? Um, you know, that's a, that's a totally different ball game. So that's about all I want to say about that. Um, what I want to say to you, if you are in a place where you're starting something, you're getting back at it, whether it's exercise, whether it's school, whether it's work outside of the home, maybe it's, you know, you are having a baby again after a long time. Maybe it's you've been out of a relationship for a long time and you're getting back into it, you know, with someone, with with, with a new partner. Um, maybe it's writing again. Maybe it's uh, who knows what it is. Um, here are the, so the four questions that I brought up for you, I think would be four good questions to maybe pick one and sit with it. So if like me, you're you've already gotten back at it and you're experiencing some shame or like, Oh, I'm not as good as I used to be sort of let yourself ask yourself, why is it important to me that I do it the way I used to do it? That I do it, um, yeah, as fast or as efficient and then let the answers come and don't judge those answers, but just let them lead you to a different pathway. Uh, another question is what new gift might come if I surrender to the different way that I'll do it this time? So like, like if I really say, okay, I'm not going to do it the way I used to do it. I'm going to do it in a different way. I'm going to learn a different way. What new gift might come if I surrender to that? I think that's a delicious question. And then third question, what voices do I have to you know, recognize and allow them to be in the room for a little while, but then they need to find a different place to be. They can't drive the car. They can't drive the conversation so that you can get started. Like, like what are some of those voices? I, I named some of them as it related to my writing. Uh, will I have anything to say? Can I do this? It, it, this is a little bit of a different book. Can I, can I do that kind of a book? Like, like what are some of the voices that I need to recognize? But then put in a corner or actually ask to leave the room altogether. And then lastly, how can I be gentle with myself as I begin again? How can I not give myself a grade? How can I actually be encouraging to myself like I would with someone else that's starting something again and they haven't done it for a long time? You'd be so encouraging, man. You'd be coaching them. You'd be proud of them. Like do that with yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like do that with you. Uh, and I think you can get back at it. I just think it's going to be very different than what you thought it was going to be. So let's cheer each other on as we get back at it and whatever thing that we're, you're getting back at to getting back at it with, I am, I'm, I'm encouraging you, uh, to reflect on these questions uh, to do it gently and um, to get after it. And you can encourage me as well. So friends, uh, episode 174, man, uh, unbelievable. And so um, I, I thank you so much for listening, for being on this journey with me and uh, we'll see where it goes. Okay, grace and peace, my friends. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to This Good Word. If you love this podcast, there's three ways that you can support my work. One is by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash thisgoodword. You can become a patron at various levels and get lots of good free stuff, including free tickets to any live events that I do, signed books, and other stuff. The second way is to share your favorite episodes via Twitter and Facebook, uh, email, however it is that you share content. Let some friends know that you love it. And then third is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. 
So thanks so much, my friends. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together.